Welcome to the TBE Richmond Podcast. I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. On this feed, you'll hear sermons, teachings, music, conversations with guests, and so much more from us here at Temple Bethel in Richmond, Virginia. Thanks for learning and growing with us. Good Shabbos. This week's Pasha has so many meanings for me. I can't begin to tell you how many times I started, stopped, and rewrote what I wanted to say. I was thinking of diving in and becoming philosophical and throwing all kinds of psychology into this about what the color blue meant, uh, for example, but it dawned on me. I was struggling because it wasn't what Hashem wanted me to say. So before I jump into the meat of the Devar, I would like to speak personally for a minute, and I promise there is relevance. I typically don't show my vulnerable side, or if I do, I share it with the first person that asks me how I am doing, and then my filter and my wall disappears because someone actually asked those words, how are you? Call it a coping mechanism, tell me I need therapy, I know all of this. I still don't, uh, sorry, it still doesn't take away the anxieties, the panic, the worry that I'm not enough, that even saying those words to you now don't mean a thing but anyone but me. Some may say I'm an oversharer, overthinker, scatterbrain. Some may not have heard me say but a few words, some may not at all. Regardless of these feelings, the insecurities, they're all still there, and I battle with constantly, like so many other people. It seems unbelievable to think that already it's been two years this very Shabbos I stood in front of you for the first time as a new member to Judaism, to this family, delivering this Devar as someone no one had any idea of what made me tick, my likes, my dislikes, my mannerisms, nor what was important to me, and maybe you still don't. All you may know of me is the face of a Zoom Shabbos service during the pandemic. In that time since I joined the Jewish community, life has thrown me a curveball after curveball, obviously, um, <laughs> as I am sure many of yours has as well. As someone who has played softball since the age of three, and I jokingly say I was usually just chasing my brother with a wiffle ball, um, while well, he was supposed to practice, we learn a rule that is ingrained to us, even as adults, to expect, anticipate, and somehow predict said curveballs, or at least be able to follow them and react accordingly. But you know, sometimes obstacles get in the way of us seeing them. In February of 2021, before I finalized my conversion, my mom's dad lost his battle to lung cancer. We knew it was coming, but nothing truly prepares you for the feeling of loss afterwards. I thought I had lost my biggest supporter, my confidant, the person who was trying to teach me Hebrew, constantly encouraging me to stay the course when I hit that imposter syndrome wall, and just such a great and godly man regardless, regardless of the religious label. We were anticipating it based on the doctor's reports and just off, just off of how tired he was. What I didn't expect, however, was all of those curveballs that just seemed to follow one right after the other, personally, professionally, along with mentally and emotionally. Including in August of 2022, my mom was also diagnosed with lung cancer, in, such, in which surgery was her only option. It nearly defeated me. I just couldn't catch a break. I didn't have a relationship with my mom until I was 18, but still, that's my mom. It put a strain on my personal relationships with my boyfriend, my family, the people who I thought were friends, 
caused me to have severe attachment issues, trouble socializing and containing my emotions, but also my relationship with Hashem. I will never ask nor want pity nor sympathy, really. I only ask open minds, hearts, and understanding, but truly all of this brings me to the point I want to share with you today. Moses, not God, sent leaders from all the tribes to scout out the promised land, to see what the people, the land, the culture, strengths, and weaknesses were. When the scouts came back, 10 of the scouts, excluding Caleb and Joshua, reported seeing giants and all the negative aspects of the land, leaving out all most of the positive aspects and deny the Israelites the chance to look toward hope. In the world today, I feel it's safe to say as a whole, we see the negative because the voice of doubt tends to be louder than that of the positive. Imagining hearing the 10, you know, hearing 10 people recount doubt and, and honestly their own projected insecurities. But what if we flip the script? Even if it's just a small collective and we listen to the positive recounting of events, Imagine hearing 10 people's hope in each other, in our, their community. Be downright scary, or we can, they can be wondrous, full of life, endless potential. It's all about the power of perception. I believe the spies were rejecting their own individual fears of something different, new, and not trusting in the higher power. They reported seeing giants, but there are no scriptural evidence or record of them interacting with said giants. How do they know that the Israelites weren't seen as threats, but as angels? At times, as, we, as a group or individually, we may look like ants to giants, but sometimes you have to remember, ants lift 3,000 times their weight. Most of the time we see the outer appearance of people or situations and not the inner workings or strengths. While problems can seem to be giant, it's our perception and our measure of faith that the or universe or Hashem that knows what is to be. The facts to the spies made coming to the land of Israel look less than ideal but not sure if the people of Israel would survive, let alone the Jewish traditions. Due to Caleb and Joshua's faith, loyalty in Moses' intervention because Hashem was ready to wipe the slate clean. But we now have kosher bakeries, butcheries, delis all across the world, along with all the synagogues that we can enter into our every week. With the positive voices of the minority and hope, we survived. In the Talmud, which I'm beginning to start diving in more, um, it teaches that a person's nature is measured by three things. Koso, kiso, and kaioso. I hope I said those right. But Koso is how we react to liquor. Do we drink to forget or do we drink to life? Kiso is how much charity we give. Do we give when we, when we can because we believe in helping others? Or do we give for self-gratification or appearance? Kaiso is how we react when we are provoked. Do we get immediately emotional or are we slow to anger, as even Moses had to remind Hashem in his rage after the scouts misled the Israelites? If this Parsha has taught me anything, it's to flip my script, to view life as a softball game by way of, what I, of when I go to bat, I don't bunt the safe route, Instead, I go for the Grand Slam. 
go all, go all out and lean into my strengths. Instead of seeing death, now I see Hashem all around. The life my grandfather lived and the numerous people he reached to ha hope to be half the person he was. Instead of thinking about what others think of me when I know I'm being honest and true to myself and my values and believe that no matter what I go through, the right people, family, and opportunities will present themselves and be by my side. Also that I still have more work to do in being more rational, perceptive, considerate of others, and help build confidence in others in my community. I still have my lows, but each day I try to present, or be present and appreciate the simple and complex parts of life and people. We should not allow our lights to be dimmed or our lives to be defined by the negative that has happened. Yes, things are crazy and scary, but they are also wonderful and immensely beautiful. So with this, I thank you, and I wish you Shabbat Shalom. This has been the TBE Richmond Podcast. Once again, I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. On behalf of all of us here at Temple Bethel in Richmond, Virginia, thanks for listening. I hope this episode was uplifting and enriching. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this feed wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. And please rate and review us so others will have an easier time joining the conversation. Our theme music is composed and produced by Stephen Frost. Learn more about our dynamic, warm, and passionate congregation affiliated with the United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism at www.bethelrichmond.org. Until next time, shalom y'all.